Hey there, my name is Lexi and thank you so much for joining me on this video. I am a singer and songwriter who happens to be an audio engineer and the main purpose of this channel is to help anybody who's aspiring to be involved in the music industry but especially performing artists like myself who may need some tips, some advice or some guidance on how to move to get to certain milestones in your career and you know on this whole journey to superstardom i'm on this journey too so we'll often be learning together um through these videos and that's the main purpose of this channel in this video i want to talk about artist showcases and open mics and just kind of point out some of the things i notice about the artists who frequent these events and point out the top eight mistakes that they make and by pointing out these mistakes these tips will help you to stand out from the other artists when you go to showcases because you won't make the same mistake. So let's get right into it. I have the top eight. So I'm gonna start at eight and then work my way down to the top number one mistake that I see a lot of these artists make at these showcases. So number eight is keeping all the vocals on the track and not truly performing the track. This is a pet peeve for me because as a singer, when I'm doing these shows, I always want people to know that I can sing live. So when I'm going to these events, I take off the lead vocals and I only have backgrounds and ad-libs on the track. And I'll probably print effects like delay and reverb just because you never know if you're going to have those things when you go to these different venues. But it's a pet peeve for me when people have the entire track playing because oftentimes, and it's mainly with rappers, but also singers too, You'll see that, you know, the entire track is playing, all the vocals are on it, and the artist is basically yelling over their own vocals. So you can't really understand what the artist is saying, and it makes it so that, you know, the overall sound quality of the performance is not that great because you can't understand what the person is saying. Now, I have asked one of my friends who's a rapper why he leaves the vocals on his tracks when he's doing these performances. The explanation he gave to me is that when you're going to these different venues, you never know what kind of sound up, what kind of sound setup you're getting at these places. So he likes to make it a practice of his to keep all the vocals on the track so that the audience can hear it, which I can kind of understand that point. But at the same time, if you're going to be yelling over your own track anyway, then you may as well, in my opinion, have just done a live performance. But also with these people who uh, keep the vocals on their tracks, I see that they are allowing the track to perform them instead of performing the track. So what I mean by that is I've seen oftentimes where people will forget their own lyrics and they just kind of lay back and rely on the track to, you know, to move the thing along, to move the performance along. And they kind of just bop around and try to pick it up. But honestly, I think it's because a lot of rappers try to go into the studio and freestyle. That's a whole another video topic that we're not going to get into today. But when you take those lead vocals off and you're performing live, in my opinion, it makes you stand out because it shows that you practiced, you're prepared, and you want to give a good quality performance. It shows people that you know your stuff, that you know your material, and that, you know, you are capable of presenting it to everybody because you know it like the back of your hand, right? So that's the number eight mistake, keeping or basically playing the entire track, lead vocals and all, when going to these places. Number seven is holding the microphone the wrong way. So let me get a microphone actually, so I can show you. <laughs> so I have this microphone here. They did not sponsor this video, so I'm not gonna tell you what kind of microphone it is. But oftentimes, 
when I go to these showcases, people always have the misconception that you need to hold the mic like this. Now, this is the main part where you're going to be getting sound from. Well, actually on top of here is where the sound is going to come into. So when you hold your hand like this, look how much space you have for all that sound to travel into the capsule. It's not very much. So when you hold the microphone like this, when you go to these shows, you're actually taking away the sound quality. And when you hold it like this, it might look cool when you're walking around stage, but it's actually giving you very bad sound quality because it gives your voice like a muffled effect when you hold the microphone like this. The right way to hold a microphone is gonna be like this. This is where the sound comes in, so you need to make sure that part is open so that it's getting all of the details of your voice instead of doing like this where there's barely an opening and you know it's just not as much sound quality so holding the microphone the wrong way is a major pet peeve of mine as well as well as a major mistake that people make that i've seen people make at these showcases so on top of yelling over their own track now we can't really hear you and your voice is muffled and we don't understand your words because you're holding the microphone the wrong way and it's just it just makes for a bad performance in my opinion. It may look cool to hold it like this, but you wanna give a good performance at the end of the day. It's not all about just looking good, it's about sounding good and putting on an overall good show, right? So that is the number seven mistake. Number six, staying in one spot on the stage and not engaging with the crowd. So when you're on stage, it doesn't matter how big the stage is, Try to make sure you utilize every piece of the stage, every part of the stage. So when I'm performing, I try to make sure I survey like where the area is. Sometimes I don't like going first because of this reason, because you know, you just want to see how other artists move sometimes, but I'll try to take inventory of how much space I have on the stage and kind of decide in my mind, all right, I know how I practice these movements at home, but this is how much space I'm actually working with. I want to walk all the way to the left, all the way to the right. I want to make sure that sometimes I stand still in certain parts of the song. I want to make sure that I'm moving in certain parts of the song. I want to make sure that not only I'm using the entire part, the entire stage, but when you go to different parts of the stage, address different parts of the crowd, make eye contact with the audience that's on the left side. It's going to be y'all left. This is my right. This is your left. Make sure you're making eye contact with the audience that's on the left side of the stage or the right side of the stage or right in front of you. On top of not just standing still in one spot, you also want to make sure you're giving like different head levels. So what I mean by that is, I think dancers call it levels, where you're not just standing upright the entire time. You may bend over a little bit or you may crouch down or sit on the stage to like, you know, make a difference between the head level and that makes the performance a little bit more interesting as well. So when you move around the stage more and you engage with different parts of the crowd by making eye contact with the left or the right side of the stage or the people directly in the center, or if you point all the way to the people in the back, you know, it makes the performance more interesting and it makes it so that even if you don't have choreography to your song, the performance is still enhanced and it's not so boring. Now, the only time that I think it works for you staying in one spot is if you're singing like a particularly emotional song and you might have a lot of hand movements, hand movements. The microphone might be on a mic stand in one spot and you're standing in one spot, but the emotion that you're giving or the intense eye contact, intense facial structure, intense uh, hand movements, that enhances the performance too. So I can see that not being so bad. 
but that is number six all right staying in one spot on the stage and not engaging with the crowd number five is not presenting yourself like an artist what i mean by this is when you come out to these shows in my opinion or at least for me i'm in a certain mind i'm in a certain state of mind when i come to these shows so Everything from my presentation to the way I speak to people to the way I introduce myself on stage to just how I carry myself for the entire night, for the entire event, is really important when presenting yourself like an artist. I often see a lot of people, a lot of artists at these showcases, I'm not able to pick them out from the rest of the crowd. So if I look around the room, I can't tell who's an artist and who's not. So one piece of advice I would give to you is try to come up with a look or some kind of special branded imagery that you have for yourself to make yourself stand out as an artist so that when people look at you, they can pick you out of a crowd in a room and say, this person looks like they do something different from everyone else that's here. <clears throat> um, and you know, some people may say this part is subjective because, you know, as an artist, it's gonna depend on the kind of artist you are and how you wanna represent yourself. But I know for me, being a female, I try to make sure my nails are done. I always try to make sure my hair is done. I have my makeup done. And I wanna wear an outfit that's gonna stand out but also be very flattering. So I notice with some female artists that come out, it might be a revealing outfit and it might be cute, but it's not flattering on their bodies. So it just ends up not looking like the best presentation. And then with guys, you know, I don't know how guys want to differentiate themselves, but don't be afraid to step out a little bit as far as like the kind of fashion that you're presenting when you go to these shows so that you're not looking like every other dude in the building. Number four, not having anything to hand out at the show. Now, when you're going out to perform, and I'm going to get into this for the top mistake that I see a lot of people making, but when you go out to perform, you should have a purpose. You should have a plan for why you're going there. Um, when you come to a show, in my opinion, you should always have something, whether it's CDs, some kind of merchandise, some kind of business card, or even just stickers or buttons, something that you can give out to the crowd so that it'll help you stand out and that you are the only one who brought something. It makes you appear more professional as well, and it makes you look like you're more prepared. It makes you seem like you are on a higher level because you're thinking about all the aspects of artistry. It's not just about the song. It's not just about the performance. It's also about the business. It's also about leaving a lasting impression on people, giving something to someone that they can say, hey, I got this from that show from this artist, and he was the only one or she was the only one who had it, and it really stood out to me. I, I have a higher chance of remembering this artist because they gave me something from the show. Um, that's the main point I want to make about that. So um, even though CDs are not the main means of consumption, there are still a lot of people with CD players who would still take a CD if you had it. Um, for me, I bring CDs, but I also offer the option of hey, if you give me your email address, then I will email you a free copy of the song that I performed tonight. And that's another way for people to not walk away with nothing. And, you know, it's a way to remind them, oh, yeah, I remember this chick from the show. She was dope. Oh, look, she sent me this song. That's what's up. So number four, not having anything to hand out at the show. Number three, not telling people where to find your music. We're getting into the top three now. Not telling people where to find your music. This is gonna tie into the number two mistake and the number one mistake that I think people make when they go to these showcases. 
if you're not telling people where to find your music, it's like, why did you come to the showcase in the first place if you weren't trying to bring awareness to who you are, to what your brand is, and to what your music is? The whole point of a showcase is to share the music with the people, right? And to kind of get a bigger reach um, to a bigger audience, to more people. So if you're not telling people where to find your music and you didn't bring your music on anything like a CD or a flash drive or some other medium to get the music into people's hands how do you expect people to get your music this is going to tie into the next point which is assuming that people know who you are or not introducing yourself now this was going to be the number one mistake i see artists make at showcases but in a bigger scheme of things i have a different number one too often i'll go to these shows and i'll see artists who just immediately hop up on stage they go right into the song they don't tell anyone what their name is they don't give a little bit of background on the song they don't say what their show what their social media is or where to find them and it's just like you cannot assume that anyone knows who you are especially if you're at these showcases where a lot of art, a lot of other artists are hustling and you know grinding to do these shows if you're on this platform most likely you do not have a huge following where people just recognize who you are. So don't assume that people know you. And I would say no matter what venue you go to, no matter what show you're at, even if you were introduced by the host, always make sure you introduce yourself to the audience. Always make sure you're telling people where to find you on social media and always make sure you're telling people where to find your music. Don't assume that people know who you are. Don't just jump right into the song. Introduce yourself at the beginning, introduce yourself in between songs, and introduce yourself or tell people again who you were after your performance. My name is so-and-so. The songs I performed were da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You can find it on Spotify, Tidal, YouTube, blah, blah, blah. You can find me on social media, Instagram, Twitter, at LexiATL on all of those. That's L-E-X-T-A-T-L. You know, I just go through a whole little spiel when I'm doing these performances. And it's a way to make sure that people know who I am. And again, give that repetition. So my name and my music and my sound, my whole persona as an artist, is more likely to stick with people long after I've left the show. Now, the number one mistake I see artists make when they do these showcases is not having a plan for why you're doing the showcase in the first place. What is your ultimate goal for coming to these showcases? Are you promoting new music? Are you bringing more awareness to your brand? Are you practicing a song or is it just for fun? All of those are valid reasons, but before you come do these showcases, before you spend hours and weeks and months doing these shows, make sure you have a clear plan. Make sure you understand why you're going so hard with it and make sure you're not just doing it because you heard that if you're a true artist and you'll be doing these showcases, you'll be grinding like this. Maybe you're not at the point in your artistry where you are going to do these showcases consistently. Maybe you're still in the building stages. Maybe you're still recording your music. Maybe you're still marketing and you haven't gotten to the point of promoting in the form of personal appearance, you know what I mean? Or physical appearances. So. Make sure that you have a plan before doing these showcases, otherwise you could end up wasting a lot of time. You can decide to be strictly a studio artist if you want to, that's totally okay, but don't let anyone pressure you into doing showcases. Don't think that you have to do it because it's the thing that all artists have to do. Have a plan. I know when I'm going to these showcases, my main focus for these is to 
practice performing my songs and getting like an idea of how I would want to present it. So I'm perfecting the presentation of my song, right? And my other main goal, or I should say my number one goal when I'm going to these shows is to gather information about the kind of people who like my music and about the kind of people who are coming out to these shows. So I mentioned before that, you know, even though people even though CDs are not the main way that people are consuming music, I still offer something even if that's through like email, right? So by gathering information, my main goal when I go out is to try to get as many email addresses and names as I can so that, you know, I'm offering something in exchange too. So I'll say, I'll send you a copy of the song that I performed tonight or I'll give you this free CD in exchange for your name and your email address. And your email address is going to be added to my newsletter so I can send you information about myself once a month on these little newsletters that I have. Um, and that's my main goal when I'm going out to these shows. You, for yourself, need to figure out what the main purpose of doing these showcases is going to be. Because if you don't have a plan and you're just blindly going out to showcases, you could end up spending a lot of money. Because let's be real, I live in Atlanta. There are a lot of pay-to-play showcases around here where you got to pay $20 to perform. And then you're probably going to pay $5 to $20 in parking depending on what side of the city you're on. And there might even be an extra fee if someone's recording it for you. I don't know. Just If you're doing like $20 per showcase and you're doing one, one to three showcases per week, that translates into a lot of money per month. And you're spending time and gas as well as time as well as parking. And it's just you want to be really strategic about, you know, why you're doing showcases, because if you haven't allocated a specific marketing budget, which is what showcasing is, you're marketing yourself, you know, in a physical appearance kind of way, you could end up spending a lot of unnecessary money if you were not ready to be at that stage or at that step in your artistry. You know what I mean? So. The number one mistake I see people making is not having a plan for why they're going to the showcase. Those are the eight top mistakes that artists make at showcases. And hopefully by identifying and pointing those things out, you have a better idea of how you can stand out and appear more professional and more serious about your artistry um, than other people who might be in the room. So in the comment section, let me know which one struck you the most and why. If you have additional tips, leave those in the comment section as well. And you know, if you have any questions or any other topics you want me to address, leave it in the comment section or email me. I'll put that in the description box below. But if you like this video, give me a thumbs up, subscribe for more content like it, and you'll see more from me. But until next time, my name is Lexi. Peace. Hey, this is Lexi, and you're listening to my new song, Imagination, <laughs> from my latest album, self-titled Lexi. Click the links in the description below to listen to my new album available on Spotify. We could be the starlets acting on...